Hello! Welcome to episode 174. I am one half of Downtime Podcast, Elisa. Jeremy is still on vacation, so I have a quick episode for all of you today. Let's get things going on the podcast to give you some updates on how I've been. If anyone listened to last week's episode or has been following on Discord, I've been having Joy-Con issues on my Nintendo Switch for quite some time. And as you all know, I have a Switch Lite, which means that if I sent my Switch for repairs, I'd have to send the whole thing over to them, probably take like one week or two. So at first, I was just going to deal with it and kind of see what happens from there. Since that last update, I dropped my Switch. Um, It was a complete accident. I was just playing at my desk and I dropped my Switch. So I it, it suffered a little bit of a cracked screen. Not the whole screen or the real screen, the screen protector. But in the process of dropping my Switch... My left Joy-Con kind of fixed itself. After I was testing it, it no longer had any weird drift issues. And look, like I said, this wasn't intentional. I'm not out here trying to break my Switch. But I was a little bit shocked by how fast it responded. How pretty pretty much it it was kind of fine now. Um, Playing Neo has been going well and yeah i guess for now i'll stick with this switch you know and continue playing with it we'll see what happens i mean look this is like a temporary fix i'm wouldn't be surprised if at some point in a week or wherever the joy con drift started happening again on the left side but in the meantime it's bearable and (laughs) it's a lot better so i'm just gonna stick with this and we'll you know We'll see what happens. But also, it's not just my Switch that's having issues. Uh, A more recent update is my gaming mouse, I think, has given up on itself, unfortunately. And it makes me a little sad. Um, I've had this gaming... It was actually, like, a really cheap mouse that I got on Amazon. I don't even know if the company exists anymore, but it was called Eastern Times Tech. And it was a really, really cheap mouse because I don't need a razor or anything that extensive. Yeah, I don't play MOBAs or anything that would require a superior mouse. But this mouse has lasted me seven years. Seven years of playing sim games, doing whatever. And yesterday, the wheel stopped working and i tried to fix it and i tried unscrewing it and after cleaning it a bit it still wasn't fixing and then the right side the right clicker doesn't work anymore so sad times all around because we've i've gone through some really good times with that mouse but you know it is what it is so i'm on the market to get a new mouse haven't decided what i will order yet um currently i'm using my work mouse for gaming, which is uh, a logic, just a regular Logitech, and honestly, I might, I really might just get a Logitech because I don't really require much when it comes to gaming on my laptop. Um, I do like the wheel; I love having a smooth wheel. 
for navigation, like not just in gaming, but in my regular life. And um, the wheel, for example, is really important when you play The Sims. So I'm checking things out. We'll see what happens. I'll give everyone an update on my mouse soon enough. In terms of other things before I get into games I'm playing, I'm I talked a little bit about this last week, but I was watching I I started watching this show called Haikyuu in the summer and it's an anime about a volleyball team, the Kurosano High School team, and I finished all the seasons on Netflix. And there's only two seasons on Netflix, but there's four seasons total in Japan. Now, all four seasons are available on Crunchyroll, which, look, I can't do this. Like, I cannot buy another streaming service, let alone I can't buy a streaming service just for one show. Uh, there's just too many streaming services. Like, I can't just, like, I, I need to stop spending all of this money. This is just such, like, I... I know a lot of people, especially on Reddit, have just been like, all right, I'm going to buy the Crunchyroll account. I'm just like, no, I can't do this. I already pay. I'm already paying for all of these services and I just got to wait it out. So the thing that sucks is that on Netflix, uh, like, like I said, there's only two seasons on Netflix. Net season two ended on a cliffhanger and it's been a nightmare. Like I think about that cliffhanger pretty much like ever since it ended i think about it all the time <laughs> and so i like i'm really desperate to watch season three and like and i'm also waiting for the dub one of the, this is one of the few animes where i really enjoy the dub i i think the dub uh the voices match really well with the characters i'm hoping that netflix releases this before the end of the year like it's it was Olympic season. You should like this is and this is a very popular show. So Netflix has to release this or else I'm going to go crazy. But, you know, talk to me in like 4 months I might have caved in and bought a Crunchyroll account. So, we'll see. And then another TV show I'm watching, I'm on um maybe the 8th episode. It's called Prison Playbook. It's a TV show that is available on Netflix. It is a K-drama, and it is a dark comedy. It's about a baseball player who um, is in jail for one year. And so the name of the series, Prison Playbook, it's basically the main character, Jay Oak, living his life in prison for one year, I'm assuming, before he gets out. Um, So... What I what's interesting about this show so far is it's really getting into kind of how corrupt the court system is. So the reason why the main character is in jail is because um, some there was a burglar who broke into his house and started attacking his sister. And so the baseball player main character beat up the burglar because, of course, if someone is attacking a relative and let alone your sister, you have to fight back. Well, what ended up happening was the because of it just goes to show how corrupt the system can be. Um, So they put the baseball player on trial because they were like, oh, he's a burglar and he beat up the sister and he was um, he was attacking the sister. But, you know, that baseball player 
he beat him up too hard. He beat up the burglar too hard. And you're just kind of like, how can you beat, like, like what uh, what other reaction could you possibly have if a relative is, is attacked? So it, it's like, we're really getting into the weeds of how corrupt the system is. But um, it's a very fascinating show because it, because um, the baseball player in his cell has five cellmates. So you learn about the other five cellmates in terms of like what they've done in the past and why they're in prison. So I like the show so far. It's um, it's like pretty much every side character has been introduced as well. So it's making things interesting. You're lear- also learning about the prison guards. It's a it's a pretty comprehensive show. And in terms of like I said, it's a dark comedy. If you have seen shows like Reply or hospital playlist before this is the same writer that does those shows so you'll definitely like this as well so i'm playing two games right now the first game i'm playing is neo the world ends with you as of right now i believe i'm on week two but day five so i don't know how at this point i don't know how far i am into the game but i've Pretty much, like, I I would say I might be halfway at this point based off of what's been revealed. I'm still enjoying the game so far. Um, currently, I have, like, you have Rindo, Fret, Nagi, and the fourth character I realize after playing this is the fourth character kind of interchanges depending on the storyline. So I, I currently, I like who my fourth party member is at the moment. He's a lot better than the... He's a lot better than the first one that came up in um, the first week of the game. So I like the game so far. Uh, A a couple things that I want to talk about. The first thing I want to talk about are pins. Pins are what you equip to each character so that they have an attack during battle. And if you've played the game or you're you you just want to hear about the battle system. So when you so and when you defeat enemies or you complete missions or you go to the store, you can get a pin drop. And the pins like I said can equip to different members, but each pin has a specific button control on the switch. So you can categorize it as um a pin for the X button, a pin for the Y button, a pin for R and ZR, and then a pin for L and ZL trigger. So with four characters and four party members at a time, you have to equip one at a time. What I've noted, there's no real difference in my opinion who you equip with because you can manipulate stats. The two the most important thing to note is just that X and Y pins are close range attacks and R and L trigger pins. They are long distance attacks and far range. But in terms of who you equip it to, I feel like it's up to you. The reason being, you can go to restaurants and buy whatever food you need to pad your stats. So for anyone who is a little bit unfamiliar with the game or, you know, like just wants to hear more about it uh so you level up in the game like just regular experience points but also you can level up your stats such as hp uh strength defense attack and um 
style just by eating food. Because when you eat food, they pad different stats and those stats are permanent. So at this point, it doesn't really matter, in my opinion, who you who you equip what which pin to, whether it's close range or far range, because you can always like change uh change the stats and have specific characters eat specific things. Um, currently for me, uh, Rindo is two X. Um, Fret I have at Y, so I have Rindo and Fret, the two f- first introduced characters. They're close range, and then I have Nagi. And whoever the fourth player or party member is, I have them at far range with um, R and L trigger. Um, so a few pin combinations that I tend to find the most useful. Um, so for X pins, I really like uh, caught in the undertow, which is a water attack, and then the thunder and lightning one. Like it's actually like the pin is actually called thunder and lightning is really good. So the X button. They are close range attacks, but what I like is it's done in such a way that it can hit multiple people at once close range. Um, With Y, these attacks are more rapid tap, and so they will only really target one at a time. Um, In general, I think any of those pins are fine. Um, I don't have a preference or another. I like R a lot. Um, I actually like a lot, quite a few of the far range pins um you can mix and match depending on what type of enemy you have and what their weakness is so for the uh for the um r trigger and the zr trigger i i really like a uh, topo the generous and that pin is a burst so what it does is when you're holding down r it is creating a huge bomb and when and then after you release the bomb will hit the enemy that's targeted but also it hits like a huge range of everyone that's within that range um and it's very effective and it knocks down a lot of hp now i also with r i like gust of gorgeous and that is a wind attack and i there's another wind attack but I think Gust of Gorgeous is the superior one because it is a quicker reload and it can hit everyone in its range at once and it's very powerful. So there's another Gust of Wind one, which it does have a wider range and a wider hit, but it takes a while to reload and just like to release that attack. Like you have to hold that, you have to use up a lot of your gauge to use that. But with Gust of Gorgeous, it's kind of like a simple sweep, and it loads up very quickly. So I definitely suggest those two pins for R. So for the L and ZL trigger, um, they're also very effective for far range. Um, Pretty much any of them is fine. My preferred one, I love this one, it has no element attached to it, but it's called Brooding Bunny. And it's a boomerang. So you release the- you hold down- L, you release the boomerang, and it will pretty much hit all of the enemies in its path, but it's really good at finding all, if not most of the enemies that are in the direction. So those are the pins that I think are very useful when you play the game and definitely are useful to max out and star. Um, And just like another piece of advice, it's like, it's useful to just like max out each pin at least once i mean it's up like i'm currently playing it where each pin is really only maxed out once and if i have duplicates i kind of sell them off 
Um, I've not figured, I've not seen a reason yet to save duplicate pins, but I do save like two of each pin at a time, just in case, like, I don't know. But aside from that, um, I'm like, if there's 26 of a pin that I have, then I'm selling a lot of them. Also, I have not really used health pins, so you can attach pins that will heal your party members. Um, I've been pretty successful in terms of farming that I don't have to reach that point, but I'm, mean, you know, like maybe on week three or if I get farther in the game and I end the week two chapter, then this might be more useful and I should be using health more often. But I feel like if you're playing on normal, when you, by the time you reach the middle of week two, you're still fine. So the next thing I want to talk about is, um, you know, I like the storyline for Neo. It's a lot of fun. There's a lot of plot twists. Like, week one revealed a pretty cool plot twist. But what I don't like is, um, what's a little bit frustrating is the execution of the each day mission and each day story. Um, and part of it, I feel like, also has to do with the UI. So, when you start off a day, there's a thought section. So, you'll have mental notes of, like, what needs to be done, as well as it will tell you what side missions are available and what neighborhood they're in so that that itself is useful so it's pretty guided and you know what to do um things get a little bit long-winded when you have to use time travel in this game um there is a so there's a psych um that is rindos and it's time travel and if dear i dear god i prefer I don't like the missions that involve time travel. It's just, it's just like so, so long-winded. Um, so, for example, say you have a mission and the mission time starts at like 10 a.m. So, hypothetically. So, you do your mission and then you reach like 3 o'clock in the game, 3 p.m. in the afternoon. And it, and you reach the end of the mission and pretty essentially, like, your tasks are done. But then what will happen is there's going to be a plot twist that's like, oh, it's not actually there. Like, you're in, you're in Spain Hill. You made it to the end. The thing's not actually there. Whoops. So what you have to do is you have to time travel all the way back to the beginning. And you have to figure out, oh, who should I talk to? And which team should I steer away? And who should I attack? So that I can reach 3 p.m. that day and I can finish the mission. Now, the time travel wouldn't be that bad if it didn't take so long. But it's frustrating because it's like, it's so unnecessarily long, in my opinion. Like, for time travel, it's like I, you time travel back to 10.15 in the morning. And then it's like, oh, so you it's not here. So let's time travel to 10.30 in the morning. Oh, it's not here too. Let's do 10.45. And it's just like, okay, this is taking way too long if you have to increment the, the minutes by just 15 minutes. It's like, this is kind of like getting ridiculous. So this is a, that, it's like a frustrating thing I have with the way that the storylines are executed. Like overall, like the other psychs are fine. Like dive is fine. Like remind is fine. They're all regular. But then with time travel, it takes so long just to get points across and the dialogue is already so wordy to the point that you just want things to end um so that's my current opinion of how the storylines are being told like like the storyline itself is fine 
is just getting to from point A to point B is like there's too much fluff, I think. Like let's get to the point a little bit closer. Like JRPGs always have complex storylines, but you're also making the UI to get to that point complicated. And then uh, just some useful um some useful useful like um stats on the social network is when you talk to Aru and Aru is a side mission on week 2 day 2 um when you get to that point finish that side mission because by doing that you increase your the money in your digital wallet before week 2 day 2 you can only max out to 99,999 yen and uh, I I I found out the hard way cuz I sold a bunch of pins for money not realizing that I was not making any of that money back because it maxed out to 99999 so when you get to that so just be careful do not sell a lot until you reach that point because you will lose all your money yeah, um, wait for week two, day two for sure. The last game that I'm playing is The Sims 4, and I got the expansion pack Snowy Escape. It came out in 2020. It was an expansion pack that I was really, really interested in when I saw it because I, I noticed that it was very Japanese influenced, and then I got it. I'm very satisfied. Um, I enjoyed I, in general, I really like when The Sims involves different seasons and different settings. Like, for example, I like The Sims seasons, like the expansion pack, uh, like on all of their platforms in every Sims game that it's existed. So it's basically, in my in my opinion, seasons is the best expansion pack of all time, aside from university. And it's useful because there's just such a variety of things to do. So what I like about Snowy Escape is... You can do, uh, like, I currently I have island living, and I really like that, and I like the environment there. But Snowy Escape is there if you want to do snow stuff, and it's a lot of fun. Um, my Sim, who I named after myself, and um, I we have two twins. I have two twins. Or not two sets of twins. I have twins. <laughs> so so I'm on vacation um, um, in the Snowy Escape area, which is Mount Komarebi, and... I'm on, like, I'm not kidding. I'm on vacation for, like, two weeks because I've just been trying to do everything. There is a festival once a week, which is a lot of fun. I And I think it's once a week. Um, but it, it's really cool. There's three neighborhoods in Komarebi, and I'm only in Yukimatsu. And, um, you know, we just got the vacation rental there. I've been living there for quite a bit. Um, I haven't done everything yet. Like, I haven't gone snowboarding but i will soon i'll probably have an update of that when i record next um but what i have done so far is i've gone to the onsen i've stayed in the hot spring for hours sim hours it's been like straight up like there will be a point where like they're just in the hot spring and they're just sitting there and i'm not doing anything i'm just watching them but it's it's great because it's so relatable um to tell my experiences in japan and what i also like is when you enter your vacation rental or any sort of housing and the area has tatami mats or straw ma bamboo mats um the sim characters will simulate taking off their shoes 
which I think is pretty cute. Um, so it's very, uh, they're very trying to keep that vibe going with Japan. Um, I went to the Festival of Snow in Yukimatsu, and that was, like, really cool. It's kind of funny because um, each Sims vacation game has a mascot. Like, the one I have for camping has a bear mascot. Um, there's no one for island living or island life. But I think part of that is because there's mermaids. But in Snowy Escape... What's fun is uh, there is a freaking... I don't even know what it is. Like, I, I don't know what this mascot is, but the ma- mascot's name is Yamachan. So I've taken... And there's a whole um, action where you can take a selfie with the mascot. And you can dance with the mascot, too. So I'm having a good time. I'll have more updates on Snowy Escape eventually. There's not a lot of gaming news for this week. Um, in part, I think, because Gamescom is next week. And so when Gamescom is out, we'll definitely have more news there. But uh, the only thing I can think of is that Psychonauts 2 is coming out. Actually, it is coming out the same time as Gamescom. So Gamescom is from August 25th to 27th. And then Psychonauts 2 is coming out on August 25th. Um, so it'll be a good time for anyone who's played Psychonauts before. Um, and support the game if you like it. There's only one question today from Dave97. So Dave, thank you so much for the comment. And this question is, do you like pie? If so, what is your favorite flavor of pie? <laughs> um, there used to be a American chain in, Amer- in, uh, in the United States, of course, and it was called um, Marie Callender. And I'll preface this by saying that I love pie. Pie is delicious. Um, I prefer hot take. I prefer pie over cake. Um, I think pie tastes better, and I like crust and um, like a really good crispy crust. Like is is um delicious. So I like pie. Um, I don't eat peanut pie, peanut butter pie, but everything else is fine. Um, I like dessert pie. I like savory pie, like chicken pot pie. Um, but, uh, going back to Marie Callender, the greatest pie I've ever had in my life was a strawberry and creams pie that came from Marie Callender. And unfortunately, Marie Callender closed down, I think. Like, the one that's closest to me doesn't exist anymore. It, like, closed down when I was in college. So that was kind of unfortunate. Because that strawberries and cream pie is out of this world. So that is my favorite pie I've ever had. Strawberries and cream. Um, I like I said, I like all other kinds of pie, chicken pot pie, um, pecan pie, apple pie, Oreo, Kahlua. Um, but pretty much I'll eat any type of pie, pumpkin, and definitely if you have Cool Whip or Alamode, a scoop of ice cream, I'll eat it. But one day I'll have a pie just as good as that strawberries and cream pie at Marine Calendars. Then we have one comment from Fall Guy 27 on YouTube, and it said, Joseph was a good host. I like the Pokemon conversation and agree with his assessment. Nintendo hasn't released Pokemon content that has captured me recently. Joseph mentioned he was gay on the episode, and it's cool for him to mention that freely 
my little brother is gay and faces slurs on multiplayer and Twitch when his mic is on. I hope people like Joseph speak more on gaming podcasts to show the different types of people around the world. So I will I plan on sharing that comment with Joseph as well. He'll definitely appreciate it. Um, what I what I like about um, just a lot of my friends who are gamers and Jeremy's you know Jeremy's friends also who are gamers is just like everyone is very different from each other and has a different background. Um, it is a privilege in that like being in the Bay Area, there is a diverse amount of gamers here of all kinds. Whereas, um, you know, I can I can expect if you're not if you're from a different part of the United States or anywhere, or you know, like you will like have face discrimination, which is really unfortunate. Like you see all those posts all the time of um you know people who are female or people who um are lgbtq like just like you know or not even like people who aren't white gamers and like people have terrible things to say so um let's normalize talking to all different kinds of people and like normalize that there's gamers of all kinds and it's not a big deal like as long as you know how to play the game what does it matter so thank you both for the questions, Dave97 and Fall Guy, um 27 Oh, actually, is it 20? Sorry. Let me just... 27. Huh. Fall Guy 97 Sorry, Fall Guy 27, Dave97. There you go. If you have questions, visit us at downtime.live. We have a form where you can input questions as well as a link to the Discord where we have a podcast questions channel. Uh, the link to the Discord is also in the show notes here. Uh, anywhere where we host the podcast where you can comment, such as YouTube, um, Stitcher, Podbean, if you, you know, you can comment whatever you want, and we will uh, read the comment and the question on our episode. You can, you can at us at Twitter if you have a question. Um, let's see what else. Uh, we are pretty much on every platform. Um spotify google and apple and if you listen to us on apple podcasts if you have a review write it and we will read it on an episode so thank you so much for listening to this solo episode short and sweet i hope all of you have a wonderful week